Welcome to the Synapse Philosophy Group. And uh, we are jamming with my man, Barry, my man, Alan. And uh, we are on the final book, B.J. Palmer's Volume 39, Our Masterpiece. And this book is a masterpiece, as they all are. But we're in the prime of, of B.J.'s life. And just before we started, um, we were just talking about serving and why people people really deserve the best care possible, right? I would want it for myself. We train ourselves. We study these things. We practice our adjusting. I go through some the adjustments through the day. And, you know, I think about how can I tweak that a little bit better the next time they come or whatever it might be. How is even my body position? I do. I used to do this a lot more. I don't do it as much. But I video myself adjusting because I want to make sure my posture is good as well so I can serve people for 30, 40, 50, 100 years. And, uh, you know, that that's one thing caring for ourselves. But the people deserve amazing chiropractic adjustments for us to be our most authentic self, for us really even to understand and, and digest this philosophy that BJ and Dee, Dee gave us because humanity truly deserves it. You can go and crunch a bunch of bones. That's not an adjustment in my world. The something extra is what we truly, I feel, we truly strive for in one adjustment. And a great friend of mine, his name's Joe Accurso. And Joe said, if I get one amazing adjustment in a day, I'm happy. I'm striving for just one of those amazing adjustments. If I get two, wow. When you're in the zone, just like a basketball player on the court or wherever you might be, man, you're in the zone and nothing is better in life. Well, you know, <laughs> but, you know, that's humanity deserves that. So that's my 13 cents. How are you guys doing today? That's a, that's a great one to follow up with there, Egg. And I uh, want to acknowledge and appreciate the the mastery that you are are. Um, relying on yourself and to your peers by saying this verbally and vocally to us um, is astounding. So congratulations on that because it's great to see somebody else want to better themselves, their technique, their art. You know, when I was trained by Dr. Michael Kell, he would say, you know, these baseball players aren't just coming up there and hitting home runs. They're in the batting cage. They're swinging before the game. Oh, yeah. So we want you guys to get out there and swing. And so we do different you know, adjustment techniques to warm up our muscles, to warm up our body. And then most importantly, like you're saying too, you got to have that mindset in there. And this is great. What a great way to start tonight off. Absolutely. You know, all the all the exercises that, that we used to do in school, I used to practice, I used to toggle in the air. I used to practice, I used to use my toggle, my toggle box every day and practice and warm up and, and work on the headpiece and, and work on, on, uh, on, I'm just moving my arm and not my and not my wrist and not my hand and practice that every day and and always working on that and working on speed working on 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 lightness and also being very conscious of I would always sep I always separate my day walking into the office and when I was seeing patients I would always meditate for a few minutes every day when I got to the office and after my break and if something happened during the day and I was in a weird space I, I, I would, I say to the patient, I say, I'm going to sit down for just a minute here because I don't want to touch you while I'm feeling this way. I need to separate and meditate 
and recenter myself so I can give you the best possible care. And and we and patients love that. Practice members love it when you will acknowledge that you need to be at your best to help them and to separate. Yeah. And you need that separation from walking in the door to sit and putting your hands on people. Absolutely. The outside world. We start our day with our team. We read A Deep Breath of Life. We read um, uh, Lasting Purpose from Sid Williams. Um, we tra- we change through some books and we, we get grounded in our spiritual tone as well. It's a very important thing. Coming in straight off the street, parking your car, running in the office, start adjusting people. You know, that's not what I want to receive. I was taught really when we give an adjustment, we're also receiving. I'm also, I want, I'm just a little bit selfish. I want to give an amazing adjustment so I can get it. You know, talking about Michael Kale, my mentor was Clarence Jensen. He was at Clearview and him and Michael Kale used to have that, their battle about uh, having knee chest at uh, Clearview and in the clinics. And he said, absolutely, I was toggle. So I love those, those, those old guys, man. Those stories were awesome. He had a start and I still do it doing my torques and that builds your heat up. Oh, we've got somebody else joining us. And we, I do those every morning. Awesome guys. Awesome. Hey, Samsung, I don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're joining us. And I really appreciate you uh, bringing out and coming back to that. that first. You're welcome. I'm, I'm not sure if you meant to say it, but we're awesome. Okay. We're going to jam right now. We're on page 144 of our masterpiece, BJ Palmer. I'm going to start. And then we'll just take a round. We'll go me, Barry, Alan. Is that cool? And, you know, a little bit. All right. Page 144, the cooperative chiropractic problem. Some of these studies have been carefully written and thoughtfully filled, uh, filed in some some 72 two-inch binders of lecture outlines. Many may see the light of of day later. They are now a matter of record. They will be studied later and applied for uh, for the benefit of mankind in days to come. Hey, man, good to see you, Stephen. Chiropractic was conceived by Dee Dee Palmer, whom we are convinced was was foreordained to pursue a line of reasoning to fulfill a medical vacuum of failures to get sick people well. His life culminated a certain natural and normal characteristic philosophy, science, and art to accomplish that uh, what medicine had never attained. Chiropractors were the media to convey this service of health to the sick. The basic and fundamental issue later became our life's intent intents and purposes to get sick people well in caps is the the coveted objective there is only one road to that end one route to travel there are endless diver uh, diverses for offshoot side roads leading leading to nowhere anyone can travel these but they come to a dead end sooner than later Medicine has tried them all and failed to arrive. Whether any individual can change the medical pattern is debatable. Uh, that can be straightened and straightened the, the tour pattern. Let's start that one again. 
that he can straighten and strengthen the tour. Patter is obvious. So, so long as tours stay that one main road, do not deviate from the principle which accomplished his objective and delivers the objective the sick person wants and needs to get well. Success will crown his labors. I'm going to stop there and pause because I need a pause. <laughs> wow. Okay. I think we need to make sure that we that as we read this, we've discussed this before, that we stay focused on the fact that when he talks about sick people getting well, it's a byproduct of removing the subluxation. The body He's not trying itself. to remove symptoms. He's not trying to get symptoms better. He doesn't care what symptoms are. He, he says that repeatedly, but we have to, but that's where our profession has gotten lost along the way. They've gotten so lost in how can we make the symptoms go away so people feel better? And many chiropractors, not all, I don't want to paint everybody with that brush, right. but we want to make sure that as we discuss this, we're reminding everybody to stay focused on the fact that getting sick people well is the byproduct. We expect it when we remove the subluxation, we remove the nerve interference, the body is going to do better because it knows how to heal itself and will improve, but it's not so that's the byproduct of, of removing the nerve interference and we expect people to get well. And so that is the ultimate result, but not the, but, but not the key to what we're doing. Allowing the body to heal itself. People get caught up in being the fixers. I'll fix you. You know, people even say, oh, you fixed me. I didn't do it. You did it. You're Nate. I, did I, it. Always, I always deny it for my practice members. You did it. <laughs> right. I, I yeah. facilitated the process, but you did the work. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. This phrase can get really uh, thorny and different attitudes and aspects of thinking. Because even as a chiropractor, when you hear this, to get sick people well, okay, well, this person isn't getting well to my standards or compared to other people. And it's like, no, don't focus on that. Focus on getting them reunited with innate intelligence. They're on their path to regenerate, to adapt, to get well, to recover. That's our print. Those are our principles. That's our path. That's the main road. Stick we don't know the, the process principle. that the body's going to go through in that to get them well. Uh, and they used to talk about retracing where people would sometimes well, show symptoms do. again after, you know, in the process of moving from whatever they have now to a better place. I talk about retracing nearly at least a few times a week. You know, that's your body. This is old stuff. I can't dictate what your body needs to handle first. There may be a whole slew of things it needs to deal with. You know, it might be healing your liver, your colon, your eyeballs. Who knows? You know, it's not up to me. I'm not, nobody outside of the doctor within is smart enough to know that, period. Right. Steve, my man, it's good to see your face down there. Barry, you unmuted. You had something else? I got. Um, uh, I I I, I, I do. Face. I love I love hearing the word retracing um, because that's a that's a key element to health. I remember Parker seminars in 2000, I believe one out in Las Vegas it was my first big Parker seminars, and I remember Deepak Chopra. This is right after he had been on Oprah and was really, I mean, he's bigger than what he is now. But this is when he was getting started. I remember he spoke to us crowd of chiropractors. Geez, there was hundreds, if not a thousand or plus of us there. And he was, and he said in his accent, he was like, doctors, if your patients are not going through retracing, 
you're not you're not giving them true healing. You're not being the healer. And I sat there, you know, as an upper cervical practitioner, you know, and, and other chiropractors as well, like you were saying, we talk about retracing weekly and that that's something key for the body. You know, you're in true healing. If your body is able to reconnect and go through and reestablish the patterns of pathways that were destroyed or destructive during an accident or injury, whatever it was, love hearing that word retracing. Fantastic. I like that. Steve, you unmuted too. What's up? Well, just to embrace the discomfort. To You got to sometimes just, you know, stay. It's uncomfortable. If they're looking for comfort, they're in the wrong office as their goal. That's it. So, you know, it reminds us all. For me and for you guys, I mean, it's not just physical. Any problem that is uh, going to be solved, there it's going to come up and out. Absolutely. The process, the process is uh, uncomfortable sometimes. Pasquale used to say suffering is transformation. It's an old definition, actually. That transformation, when you think about the, the, the greatest suffering, like Jesus needed to go through that to transform, we wouldn't have the things we have today. You know, suffering, and I think about it once I had a realization of myself, it's like, you know what, my son actually is going through, he had fever, he's been throwing up, and when children go through develop, developmental milestones after fever complexes, there have been studies with those in Sweden or Denmark, something like that. And you know what? Every time that happens with him, it looks like he grows an inch and he becomes more mature. It's amazing to see. I think suffering is important. When we get stuck in suffering as the important part, people get stuck in that feedback loop. What we're doing is really changing the feedback loop to go, now you can transform. Things can change from this point on. Uh, Thich Nhat Hanh, the famous Buddhist, talks about suffering you have to you have to love you learn to love the suffering that's right you accept it you see it as as part of your life and you and you love it and see what's going on with that where it's come from and and embrace it to grow through it and not reject it as you because what you focus on is what you get and if you focus on the suffering you get to suffer more if you embrace it and love it and say, what are you teaching me? And where does this come from? You learn to move through it and learn and grow from it. Yeah. And it's not always easy and it's not always obvious and it doesn't always come to you instantaneously, but it's a matter of not not being drawn into that as the problem. And fear is behind a lot of it, maybe all of it. What comes up now? Are you sure it's not a tumor? I get that all the time. The story we tell ourselves Mm -hmm. when we're having a tough time is unnecessary. But, you know, you can watch yourself telling that story. That also has has a a loop that Mm -hmm. is being dislodged. Pattern work. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I tell people that, you know, it's a gift. This suffering, the things you're going through right now is a gift. And, you know, I also say, I've had better gifts. You know, it's pain sucks. It's no fun at all. But if we just become the victim of it, 
and people it's happening to me instead of from me you know there's a different mentality in that it's coming from me it's not i'm not being attacked by pain right or a problem within my system it's from me same with the subluxation the subluxations are a manifestation from within and only about 17%, they say, come from the outside of like getting hit by a car or falling off the curb. So it's an, in, it's an inside job. Inside well, job. are we going, here's a question. Are we going against a natural instinct to go away from toxicity and discomfort and heat and fire and go towards comfort and nutrition? It's also there, there tends, I think I have to transcend my biology at times. Well, I already live in comfort. I, I have a roof and I'm able to afford food and I have shoes. So for me, I'm able to think in more existential ways. If I was just trying to really find shelter, feed my family and find a place to sleep dry for the night, that's a different story, right? That's maybe more of a primal thing. And there are many people like that. Yeah. They're not really thinking in existential ways. They're just trying to survive. I'm fortunate enough, we are fortunate enough to be able to have, you know, discussions like this because we're not having to find those primal things, shelter or food. I, I, I think there's also something with Buddha about moderation, the middle path, because we're not going to just stand in the cold river on one foot and freeze. We can do things that are for one thing, not to get into the loop of suffering, but that doesn't mean we're, we're going to like just massive, be, be masochists about it. Well, I mean, it's the story. Well, we're not Siddharth, saying that. <laughs> right. The story, the story of the Buddha and Siddharth, you know, suffering and becoming, you know, the pauper. And he did that on his own, in his own, you know, free will to do those things. Right. And, uh, you know, and found enlightenment through those things. But he did it by choice. Didn't have well, to. actually, he, he, they, he went to this place where there was a bunch of fanatics. And he, he, that's where he came up with the middle path. And it's uh, not a compromise right. of our principle. It's not a compromise. We're talking about not getting into the stories we tell ourselves. The fear. Uh, that's right. Bear, you want to read next? You know where we Absolutely. are? Absolutely. Yeah. Two, two issues. issues right there. Two issues stand out and are paramount. A, to get the sick people well. B, to charge a fee for service rendered. Many of our profession considered the first of less importance than the latter. Therefore, enlarge a point, uh, the latter, and belittle the first. This tick principle and practice is so simple. What is necessary and needed to get sick people well is A, where is the interference between source of life and life's expression in living bodies? B, how to correct the interference, permitting the restoration of life to flow directly from the source to expression. After and this- is And that's exactly what we just said, right? That's, yeah. that, that's the point I was trying to make before. That's the same, it, that's it. It's to get sick people well. This is what we're doing. We're not treating the symptom. We're addressing the interference between the source of life and life's expression in living bodies. And, you know, even mentioning that fee, the being balanced with the universe, 
right? Not one more than the other, but being in balance and receiving a fee. I don't know if he ever really talks about fees anywhere else. Do you guys know anywhere in the green books? I don't remember. No. This might be the first no. one. I know they've mentioned about, you know, coming to get adjusted at the Palmer Clinic was 300 bucks, you know, which was a lot of money back in those days. But that's the only time I've seen something about fees. So I'm marking this whole thing. That's a good one right there. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Barry. Not at all. This is great. I like how BJ's writing at the end of his life. Collect a fee here, chiropractors. Yeah, you got to charge money. You deserve to get paid yeah. for what you do. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We've been talking about getting sick people well. By the way, collect a fee. It's nice to your service. Yes, indeed. <laughs> After this has been accomplished, everything beyond that is idealized and realized by innate within the patient. Its simplicity is its greatness. Every child, any child, can push one button, after which light, heat, motion occurs, electricity is, is all needed, wanted, or desired. Why complicate it with extraneous issues that are foreign, which defeat the end needed? Fees have always been a bone of contention, a subject for dispute, an issue over which there is professional friction. In commerce, unions dispute, strikes are called, bloodshed sometimes occurs, creating hardships between manufacturer and labor. Conflicts rage. People suffer for want of manufactured products. Unions suffered for want of salaries. Union families suffer for want of bread. And so the dispute over fee income continues, all because the one primary issues, life, health, sanity, were lost sight of. Wow. Wow. The average tour stresses and maximizes external materialities and overlooks and minimizes the internal abstract innate. This reflects itself in prolonged periods of fault finding with the internal and abnormal value is given external, which some tours think necessary. Our first paragraph states an ultimate constructive survival value of fees. We are concerned, wishing and hoping that more sick people get well, wow. served with tick and tours, believing in the old adage that a laborer is worthy of his hire and serving is paid to quantity and quality of that service. Let's pause one second. Wow. That's good. Putting the care first. Putting the care first. I always say this, the, the adjustment's priceless. It, it, you can't really put a value on a mom being able to get pregnant where she couldn't or, you know, somebody healing when they couldn't. We've, we've had people with wounds that hadn't healed in 40 years scab over and heal. The adjustment is priceless. In reality, it's all the work and time and energy and training and practice and everything else that you have to pay for. We've got to live and survive, too. That's good. That's good. What do you guys feel? It's interesting that, he, that even here. In the, in the 60s, he's talking about the average tour, right? And even he still calls them tours, but he says the average tour stresses and maximizes external materialities and overlooks and minimizes the internal abstract innate. It's, That's it. I got to underline you know, if that. that hasn't, if that hasn't been magnified 100 times between then and now, I don't know what has. <laughs> well, you know what? There are no average tours on this uh on this podcast, you guys are the one percent <laughs> of the one percent for sure, and that's all the thousands of people that listen to this too. That is awesome. 
You're all, all here for on. a reason. <laughs> Barry, you want to continue? Absolutely. Uh, let's see here. It is plain that it a tour were to if. charge an unreasonable. I'm thinking it should be if. It if is plain tour. that if a tour were to charge an unreasonable high tariff for poor service rendered, few people could or would continue to go for him for services. Neither would they speak well of his poor service, neither would they refer friends or other sick people to him. High fees with poor service, few people do afford to get well. Cost of all service should be determined by quality of service delivered, meeting requirements of the sick plus luxuries desired by the tour, cost of overhead, the state of living he desires for himself and family, etc. Pause one second. That's what we started off talking about, right? And, you know, giving a quality adjustment, training to give that adjustment. And, you know, it just says it all right there. Absolutely. And he says what so many coaches have said to me in the past and probably to you guys too, says you need to feed the cost of your, you need to go cost per visit. What's it cost you to see somebody? And that includes what you feel you need to pay yourself to live the lifestyle you want to live. You know, and that's, and that's part of your fee for service. It's a fair fee. You deserve to get paid for what you do. And, but that's what he says here. You're paying for quality of service and you get the, and you get to include that plus luxuries desired by the chiropractor. What's your lifestyle require for himself and his family. Correct. And we have to live well too. You know what? It, this this was said at all. I love it. You know, I've heard so many times of students say, oh, you know, my, my clinic doc or someone said, you know, fake it till you make it. Like, oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry. I mean, literally, I can't believe anybody would say that to someone, no matter what it is. Oh, man. All right. Should we keep going? Let's rock. There are varying degrees of values to fee asking and receiving questions. Marlowe's and others since his day believed in turning on the heat, pushing a pressure contract system with all cases placed in a high fee bracket level, long-time legal contract. Others prefer one standardized mutual price throughout a distinct or state for all tours in that area. The scale being based on economic conditions of the area. Others establish a one price of system alike for all cases, rich or poor. Others leave it for the individual case to establish his own fee, according to what he considers the service he received is worth of what good he has or has not received. Still others have the contribution method, pay it as and what you please at the door as you leave. This group believes that getting sick people well is primary and any fee compensated is of secondary importance. Between these varying price groups, there has always been a conflict. Uh -huh. This conflict isn't a question of what is done professionally is right or wrong so much as when the fee enters the competitive field. The average patient will go where he thinks he can best service for whatever price he pays. This is usual in any and all commercial businesses, no matter how many furniture, clothing, grocery stores in one town, they buy pages of space, hours of TV, time to announce their competitive merchandise and prices they sell for. The best way, if it could be, would be to deliver 
our life health service to the sick with no fee at all, or if not possible, to get some non-taxable organization to support such a movement, or, per or perhaps some to other second person would pay the first person. How much service would be worth between second person and first person before delivering to first person would necessarily be settled mutually between second and first persons? I'm going to, you know, above when he was talking about his own fee and we were talking earlier with my, 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 my team about box on the wall. And I have the two Amy's now they're Amy and Amy. And, you know, having a box on the wall really is, it's not easier. You have to educate and communicate your value to people. It's not easier to have. And I know buddies that have had it and they, they were very successful at it. You had it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, but it takes, it, it does take a skill, a charisma, and you also have to educate people on your value. Am I right, Steve? Yeah, you give a good service. For me, it comes, the money comes. People want to give. You know, there, you'll be some that are tight, but in the, the majority of, of people want to pay you. Yeah, they, they value you, right? And, you know, and I think we all should be valued. So, Steve, how, let me ask you a question. How many, how long did you have it up? And why did you stop? Uh, I had it up for a few years and I never stopped. I always, I always, I took the, the box down, but I made sure I said nobody's rejected due to finances. And even now that I'm retired, people come over to my house and they, they, they pay me. Gotcha. Love it. You know, love it. Steve, you know, I just, I don't know if you remember Joseph Epplett, you know, Joseph, of course. He's my good buddy. He lives down the street yeah. and uh, he is, he just moved to California to be with his family and they, they, they put him in hospice. Okay. Oh no, really? Yeah. His ex-wife is a hospice nurse. And, you know, I went and I, I, I just bought the tables to give his daughter some, you know, clean out some stuff and to make some room for her and give her a little extra cash. And uh, she was telling me all these stories. Even though he was going through dementia issues, his old patients would bang on the door and say, I don't care. I just need him to adjust me. I just need him to adjust me. And he'd adjust him, you know, and because he was clear when he was adjusting. But, you know, the mind went in other places. But he just left today. And uh, but God bless him. He's happy. He's, he's still with us. But, you know, the, the, the cognitive has changed. But it just reminded me. He's you know, happy, huh? Saying that. He's, he's still happy? He's happy. All right. Well, that's important. That's important. And he's going to be with his other daughter in California. So you just reminded me of that. And that was my, my morning today, actually. So, you know, let's God bless the, the people that have come before us, our dear friends, the ones we that are with us and the ones that are, aren't any longer. Okay. Yeah. So, well, you know, uh, the, the whole thing in bigness of the fellow within George Shears is, is quoted in there. And he started the GPC. Those guys were all box on the wall. God practicing chiropractic is what that is. Absolutely. God patient chiropractor. Yeah. Yeah. God patient yeah. chiropractic. Okay. You know, what's was... interesting. You, you talking about your friend as well and how, when you're in the zone and adjusting, you know, you're with it. 
Um, I, I've been fortunate enough to see some late jazz musicians before they uh, transferred the planet and literally would watch them struggle going across the stage with assistance, with walkers, yet when they put that saxophone in their mouth, no kidding. And the music started, they moved like they did 20 years ago. Wow. And I've, yeah, I've seen that with pianist Nina Simone, a couple other jazz musicians, and, and I've heard that in our profession too. Once they put those hands on those, those patients and they're being a tour again, instead of, you know, Barry Hobbs outside the office, that spirit, that energy connects there and they do their work. So that's great to hear that. That's fantastic too. Thanks for sharing that. That, this, that, happens, with, that happens with Alzheimer's patients in music. And if you, if you happen to see the, the benefit for, or not the benefit, the, the, the honorific show for uh, uh, Bennett. Bennett with uh, Lady Gaga, I mean, he has severe Alzheimer's. He came out and sang, and then they, he, and as soon as he stopped singing, he didn't know where he was. They walked, they had to walk him off the stage. Yep. It's, but and when he sings, he's there 100%. And as soon as he stops singing, you know, it's an amazing thing what the mind does. I mean, you know, the, the bit about money is if you focus on getting rather than locating and, and doing what you've been taught, we've been given these tools, you do those tools. It's a wonderment. It's still a wonderment. And then they pay you. But even more than the money, and it's always been this way. How can you how can you compensate for the feeling you guys get when you clear somebody out? There's nothing better. That's the payment. And the money comes too. Right. What's interesting too is that BJ talks about Marlowe here. So he's talking about R.S. Marlowe. Arlos Marlowe was in uh, San Antonio, Texas. Palmer graduate in the 20s, became very successful. Um, the, his clinic is actually still standing. It's apartment complexes now. It's a couple of houses put together. Absolutely beautiful. I'd love to travel there, see if there's anything hidden in the, in the, in the dungeons of the basement. Or, um, yeah. But Marlowe actually sent Evans to Dasa Evans, who invented the NCM. Dasa Evans was the patient of Marlowe's. And then Dasa Evans' wife, Billy Evans, was a Palmer graduate as well. They both came from the Marlowe offices in San Antonio. And that's interesting that he's, he's sort of talking about Marlowe and his system of cash that he had. I think he's just using it for reference. He's not throwing them under the bus. But once I saw Marlowe, I, was, I thought of him earlier when we were talking his, about Did you say his, his system for cash? Yeah, so he did do a system for cash and offices as well. Well, yep, like an office he, talk, he, he, he says here, he talks about him having a high fee bracket with long time contracts for people. And pushing yes. a pressure pressure system. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, that, I'm so glad you enlightened me because I didn't, I was going to, I got to look up Marlowe. Yeah. And so thank you for, yeah, that's for good. sharing thank that, you. Barry. You have a lot of yeah. knowledge. What do you mean that? pressure yeah. system? What'd you say? Pressured people to sign long term contracts. Was BJ criticizing that? He just, no. he didn't say good or bad. He just listed as one of the various ways people, you know, charged for their practices. He, and it seems to be a hierarchy here where he moves from that to, in the paragraph, through a number of systems culminating with box, effectively box on the wall. He culminates with service. Yes. Isn't that something? That's what the whole DE thing is. Well, yeah. And it works. 
you know, side effect of service is wealth, whatever you determine that wealth is for yourself, you know? Let's get a little um, more done here. Yeah. All right, let's keep going. Leon, you want to go next? Sure. Uh, we're let's at the last paragraph, that. right? A tour yeah. who charges what might be considered a high or large fee, the par of which is debatable, depends upon kind of service he renders to earn his fee. It has been our observation that the moment you step up fees, you also step up the simple into the complex, the single into multiples. The little which is essential is complicated with much window dressing. Instead of leaving internal curing to innate within the patient, he aims to cover up and protect his high fee with much that is foreign to tick, which from outside in to confuse and bewilder patient into thinking he's getting much for high fee charged. I got to stop there. I think that's a, a, a very important paragraph to, yeah. to pay attention to. And again, going back to saying this is the late 60s and what happens today is that in spades. Yeah, people are so, people so much want to deal with symptoms and they want to charge more and more uh, and because they've been so programmed that they should be making a lot of money that they, you know, we got to do more for them. We got to offer them this. We got to give them massage. We got to put them on, on a table. We got to put them, you know, that, that massages them. We got to give them electric stim. We got to do this and that and the other and, billing, billing, and charge billing. and charge and charge so we can make a lot of money and, and their symptoms will go away. But are you moving the subluxation in the process? It's, it's interesting that in the District of Columbia, they, they actually, they, it, physical therapy for chiropractors is called ancillary procedures. Because back in the day when the law was written, the person that helped write that law was very clear on procedure and what was part of chiropractic and what wasn't. And physical therapy, anything you did other than the adjustment was ancillary to the adjustment. Interesting. You know, I mean, I started out differently than most because I was a hippie. And no I was way. anti, and I was an anti-materialistic, anti-materialistic, not in a way. And so I really needed to make enough money to pay rent, food, and gas. And, you know, just my, if I could just break even and help people, whoa. So for me, coming from that background, it was, uh, it was enough. So I, I have compassion for people who have families and needs. They're not going to just put a box on a it, it was easy for me because, you know, that's, I, I came from a kind of poverty, con not, not poverty consciousness, but like I, I needed the minimum would make me happy. Yeah. You know, that where does happiness come from? You know, it's an individual thing. And, you know, that's why it, in reality, you know, we, we used to talk a lot more about higher volume practices to be able to support your yourself and your lifestyle instead of just working through billing and having insurance and all those different auto accidents and all that stuff. Um, because now things are more expensive. You do have to charge a little bit. I just raised my fees a little, you know. And uh, of course, there's a backlash, but ultimately, you know, I've given a lot of people a lot of breaks. You've got to, uh, you've got to be able to, 
You got to be able to survive and thrive, not just survive. You got to be able to thrive and your family thrive and everything else. Fees are important, but just charging extraneous. I I do have, I've I've got a couple of friends that charge a tremendous amount for their adjustment and they have busy practices and I'm happy for them. But, uh, you know, yeah, we have to, you have to find the right thing inside of you. That's it. That's it. Yeah. All right. In reality, he usually gets less because he complicates external curing process with things and methods which detract uh, and slow down any natural and normal process, making it impossible to internally cure the sickness. This process of adding on unnecessary unnecessities, presenting a false front and false conclusion of what does happen is what we call deceitful rigging in radio. He, uh, he who complicates is compelled to charge higher fees because he spends more time delivering less upon less number of patients per day, doing nothing of benefit, trying to force one simple single ultimate objective of, of permitting innate to get sick people well. There's much to be said for and against the high or low fee systems, assuming, however, that two tours are practicing what they did as they did it, where, when, how, why, down to the simplest elements delivered with equal efficiency and accuracy, both attaining the coveted objective of getting sick people well. From then on, it should be personal prerogative as to how much his services are worth in his opinion. Even now, we find a complicate a complication entering our profession. Some of our adherents retain the simple and single approach, taking but a short time to deliver an adjustment, and in a short time, the case gets well. Some patients are prone to resent so much money for so little done to earn it. For this reason, at one time, Marlowe and others built high-pressuring the patient into long-enforced contract legal contract systems at high fees. Patients resented all enforced contract systems of high fees, and thus the tour ruined himself with honorably and automatically be will honorably and automatically be forthcoming. The reports of authenticated percentages of miracles which have occurred at the Shrine of Lords in France is half of 1%. This is very low when we recall countless thousands who flock there every summer, each case hoping he will have get a miracle also. The known case on file in our archives of accidental cures reported in the press are very low. It's possible that if facts were known of what occurs and which are never reported, they might be much higher. Which percentages are occurring in the cooperative group? Do they know? Reports would be appreciated. Alan, let's pause there a moment. I think this is a good place to stop for tonight. Um, we might get through the rest of the book the next our next time. Um, we don't have well, we have a little bit of bit to go, but uh, you know, I think this is an important section that really we should be put in chiropractic school. I don't think any uh, we never read this in our history class. And he wrote this when he was he wrote this towards the end of his life. The yeah, the year this is the last book he wrote. Yeah. It was published posthumously. You know, I feel like part of what he's doing is just he, he wants to help the profession. Well, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Yeah, there's a lot of great content. You know, finally, after 39 volumes, we're getting to some of this stuff. He is, he is, he is kind of ripping this guy a new one, you know? Yeah, he is. <laughs> I, I got to mark this here. But, uh, you know, I guess he has to use an example. So, you know, the guy, you know, uh, that's sitting in the mountain has the, uh, the biggest target on his back, I guess. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good input in here. What do you guys feel? How do you feel about this so far? I'm good. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be discussed, absolutely. What I see a lot coming up in chiropractic now is being a great business person, right? It's the business, the business. And you guys have all been in business, right? I mean, ultimately, it's not very hard to be in business. It's much more work to be a great chiropractor. It's, it, it's where our society is today is, is, is the product over people. Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, corporations have taken over. Thank you. you. Know, the, the people, you know, the people like uh, Musk and the people in that, Il and Gates and the people of that ilk make the, 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 the railroad barons and steel barons and oil barons look like pikers. Hey, did Marlowe have a very successful monetary business? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We used to have a thing called clinic masters. We used to call it cynic masters. <laughs> yeah, I think it's interesting that he's using him as a reference. And I would say it's because of his success. And like, if we really look at it, he's not, yeah, he's not ripping on him too much. But to me, when I'm reading this, it sounds like he is throwing him under the bus. However, you know, I would argue for Marlowe, if he sent the people that invented the NCM to him and he invented this machine, well, Marlowe had to charge more because he had to buy all these NCMs for his doctors at his offices. <laughs> <laughs> so well, there it is i pressed your contract bj yeah <laughs> no, and I, I think the what's interesting is the simplicity of these two statements to get sick people well and to charge a fee for it really can is a mirror image and reflects on you your philosophy but also you personally because he says here the state of living he desires for himself and his family and we can add the feminine version of that in there too. Of course, females could become chiropractors then too. It's what you want in life. It's what, what you want to choose to do. I remember our history professor in uh, chiropractic school. Um, he said, I know a chiropractor that works a couple of days a week and he likes to go groundhog hunting in Missouri. Every day, every afternoon, he goes, I got another chiropractic friend that has high volume practice, has a theater in his practice so he can do a talk every week at his own theater in his office. Yet he has to work more hours because of the overhead. And we've all been, we've all been in this journey long enough. We know this. You have fancy new what equipment. About, what about Dr. Sid talking about don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing? Remember? The service hand and the business hand. And you don't focus on the money when you're adjusting. Great. You know, he, also, he also said when you go out fishing. You know, the guy that's thinking about fishing all day while he's adjusting, you right. know, he's still fishing. But when you get your mind, you get back out of there and you're focused on adjusting those people and you're serving them, those people chiropractic. You know, who's going to be more successful? You know, I have to say, I have to, my mom hasn't been dead that long, but you know, she always said, Steve, don't worry about the money. You take care of those people. You take care of your people. You won't have to worry about money. 
DE all the way, right before, even before Dr. Sid, right? She was a wise woman, a wise woman. Yeah. Well, God bless her. And uh, thank her for making you, Steve. Yeah, oh, I do. Well, gentlemen, ladies, everybody who's listening to this, you know, this has been a great night. And uh, we're post. I'm going to post this one around. We might get some subtitles in Portuguese and Spanish on this one, too, because there's a lot of good content. And, uh, you know, this well, is a different a topic covered that that's good. Yeah, for we covered about symptoms and to just not be don't run away from discomfort. Yeah, that's absolutely. huge. That's and charge a fair fee for what you do. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's that's that's a blessing. It's a blessing to be able to receive. Right. Well, thank you very much. All right, you guys. Take care and sleep well. Sleep I'll well, be, serve well, be well. I'll be traveling next week. I don't know that I'll be able to get the call. If I can, I'll get on, but I may be, I may not be able to get here next week. So if I miss you, I'll catch you in a couple of weeks. Well, we'll miss you too, no matter what. All right. Okay. Miss you guys. Bye-bye. Thank, you. Thank you for doing this, Hank. You're welcome.